Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us on here every single day to get filled up with the Word of God. If you're listening right now, um, we are somewhere in Asia. (laughs) We recorded this when we were back home, but uh, we're somewhere in Asia with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and the team um, on an awesome journey to uh, uh, preach the gospel to the you know, far-flung corners of the world. Uh, we, uh, Dr. Rodney does a 300-city tour called uh, One Night Holy Ghost Meetings, and, uh, and we have the awesome privilege to uh, have be with him right now in Asia. Really, really cool what God is doing. You can follow everything that's going on on Revival.com if you want to see, or on the RMIHQ um, Instagram if you want to see the photos of places that we are right now. So um, definitely check that out. But thank you so much for getting on here today. I'm going to share with you something that um, God put on my heart as I was I was coming into work today. Um, you know, there's something that's a lot more serious than I think a lot of people uh, give it credit, um, which is, you know, basically, you know, people play around with sin very flippantly and, uh, and and act like it doesn't really have a whole lot of a consequence on on their life uh, in the long run. You know, a lot of people have the idea, especially as a teenager, a lot of times people, young people will get the idea, well, you know, I can sin right now. I can do what I feel like right now. As long as I get things right um, later on in my life, you know, I'll figure it out. But the thing is, is that sin it comes to destroy your life. So any any like ground that you give the devil right now in the area of sin, he, he's going to, if you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, three ways that sin will kill you. I know it's not the most catchy title, but I believe it's something that is going to, uh, it's going to help you. It's going to encourage you. It may even help you to minister to somebody that has been going around the mountain of sin, or if it's been you yourself, um, get ready. Cause today, uh, it's going to be a wake up call and it's going to, it's going to encourage you, I believe, and, uh, and pull you out of something possibly that the devil has been trying to use to destroy mankind since the beginning of time. But uh, the first way that sin tries to kill you is it comes to kill your conscience. You know, your conscience basically is, you know, you knowing right from wrong, you know, that a lot of people say, well, uh, you know, I can do this or I can do that. And they're talking about sin, but and they're like, you know, I can do those things because they don't really convict me. You know, I don't really get convicted. I wasn't raised like you, you know, I wasn't raised where, you know, someone told me that I, you know, couldn't have sex before marriage. I couldn't watch pornography. I wasn't raised that way. So it doesn't convict me. You know, secular music doesn't convict me. Um, you know, these kinds of movies, these kinds of shows don't convict me. Well, it's not about you and how you feel about how you're convicted. It actually, the word of God is very clear on what, uh, you know, what we're actually supposed to do in situations like that. You know, as a believer, we're supposed to be an example to other people. And in the Bible talks in first Corinthians about, you know, abstaining from things that could actually offend a weaker believer and even take them out. You know, so you have to look at your life like, you know, now that I'm a believer, you know, even something that I maybe used to do or growing up or, or something I used to watch or something I used to listen to, if it could actually affect another believer in a way that it could take them out of the call of God in their life, I have to check myself and I have to make sure that I'm not violating 
even their conscience so that to lead them into something that they shouldn't be doing. And, and it talks about it. The, the Bible talks about it in first Corinthians um, chapter eight and verse four. It says concerning food sacrifices, offerings to idols. We all know that an idol is nothing for there is no God, but one, although there may be many so-called gods in this world and in heaven, there may be many quote unquote gods and lords and masters. Yet for us, there is only one God, the father. He's the source of all things and our lives are lived for him. And there's one Lord Jesus, the anointed one through whom we have, through whom we and all things exist, but not everyone has this revelation for some were formerly for formerly idolaters who consider idols as real and living. That's why they consider the food offered to that, uh, that God as defiled and their weak, their weak consciences become defiled if they eat it. Yes, we know that what you eat will not bring you closer to God. You are no better if you don't eat certain foods and no better if you do. But you must be careful that the liberty you exercise in eating food offered to idols doesn't offend the weaker believers. So I know we're not we're not talking about things that necessarily affect our everyday lives. We're not talking, you know, it's not something that you come across that you have to decide whether or not you're going to eat a food that was offered to an idol. But we're talking about things that are matters of uh, something that could offend somebody else. You know, if I went into a if I, as a pastor, go into a bar and get myself a drink, which I would never do, <laughs> but just for the sake of the example, if I were to go get myself a drink and sat down and drink it, um, would I then go to hell if I were to die You know, on my way back to work? No, but would have somebody from the church come and seen me or even somebody that was an unbeliever seen me uh, and knowing knowing that I'm a pastor, it's it's going to offend somebody. It's going to make somebody that's weaker in the faith say, "Well, if she's doing that, that's you know, then I guess I can do that too." And it could actually lead that person that struggles with alcohol in back into the sin, full fledged, and that could take them out. And so that's why it's so important that you know, even with small things. And I I, I talk about this so much because for me, I love music. And uh, it's an area that, that I, I, I like to write music. I like to um, listen to good music, anointed praise and worship music. But if I start listening to music that I just like because I like the way it sounds, and but it's actually secular and what's behind it is, is, is unpure, ungodly, you name it, all kinds, you know, all kinds of horrible things. Um, and somebody else that you know, struggles with impurity, struggles with sexual impurity, struggles with whatever gets in my car and they start hearing that this is the, this is the music that I listen to. It's absolutely 100% going to become the standard of their, of their living and their music that they listen to. And it could totally take them out. So you have to understand you as a believer, your consciousness, like your, your ability to understand the fact that what you do actually affects other people and what the kind of choices that you make, it actually will affect other believers. Once you understand that it's, you have to come up to another level in your purity in this way. And uh, number two, and that it goes right with this, everything around you is affected and your destiny is destroyed when you let sin into your life, even in a small way, it does not matter. In Psalm one talks about this, 
It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do, but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. And and then I like what it says in the Passion Translation. It says in that same verse, it says, The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. So if you think that you sinning at home by yourself and, uh, and nobody knows about it, it's a hidden thing, you think that it's not going to affect the rest of your life, you think that it's not going to destroy your destiny, I want to give you a wake-up call right now, right here. It will absolutely destroy your life. The Bible says nothing you do will succeed or endure for long. That means your work, you're not going to succeed. That means your your uh, schooling, you're not going to succeed. You know, people, I can always tell when somebody it's like a telltale sign when that somebody's dealing with sin when they can't show up to their commitments and they can't show up and they can't be faithful with what's put in front of them. Really simple things. They can't be faithful with it. They can't get, they can't get, uh, they can't get on a, you know, some kind of uh, spiritual um, plan, you know, with, with reading their Bible every day, praying, because you're not going to want to read your Bible every day and pray if you're living in continual habitual sin. So, um, it's going to sin is sin is you know the devil's plot to get you out of the call of God for your life. So do not be destroyed by sin. Sin is never going to affect only you. You start bringing sin into your life, and you think the devil's going to lie to you and tell you, "Oh, it's fine. You know, this is just this is just you. Nobody knows that this is going on." No, it is going to affect all the people that God wants you to minister to, wants you to reach, you're, you're cutting off the source of, of, of God being able to use you when you allow sin in your life, even in a small way. And so I just want to tell you, I want to encourage you, if you've eradicated these things out of your life, praise God, continue walking in that way, continue going after the things of God. Do not get lackadaisical in this. Um, you know, don't let, you know, a school break come and you go back home and you're like, oh, I'm just with these people. It's not a big deal. I don't want them to think I'm religious. So, you know, I'll just have a drink with them. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to go to hell. No, you need to keep a close watch on everything you do, on, on the words that you say, even on the way that you give your, your testimony about what's going on in your life. Don't dumb down the testimony to, to not to, to like make it, uh, you know, more what you think applicable for the group of people that you're in. No, please tell it like it is. Tell, tell the people what God has done in your life. Tell people that are your friends, tell people that are your family, even if they're not believers, especially if they're not believers. And lastly, um, and this is the most serious one, but um, literally what sin will do, we're talking about the three ways that sin will kill you. The third one is it will literally kill you. I mean, I mean, like literally you will, you will be wiped off of the face of the earth if you continue in this way. Sin is trying to take you out early. Sin is trying to 
corrupt your body. Sin is trying to bring sickness into your life. Sin is trying to bring you out of the call of God in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, we have protection of angels on our life. We have Psalm 91 over our life. But if I'm outside of the call of God in my life, I do not have I do not have supernatural protection on my life. If I'm deciding to walk in the ways of the world, if I'm, I remember being a kid and there was a lady that had gone to our church at some, at some point and she was in a bar and she got stabbed. And I remember I said to my mom or my dad, I said, how, how can that happen to that lady? You know? And I said something like, don't we have angels? And I said, well, angels can't go places like that with you. You know, this is explained to a kid. Angels can't go places like that with you. If you go into the wrong place, you don't have the protection of God. And that's what sin will do. Sin will take you out of the protection of God for your life. And it will literally kill you. The devil hates you in the most literal way. He hates you. He wants to take you out. John 10, 10 says in, in uh, this is the passion translation a thief has only one thing in mind he wants to steal slaughter and destroy and then this is Jesus but i have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow so we know if it's something that has stolen from us from us if it's something that has tried to kill us and something that's tried to destroy our life, we know that that comes from the devil. We know that that's a result of sin being allowed in our life. We know that's a result of us, uh, you know, not overcoming that sin yet. But I want to tell you today, you have to make up your mind today. I am getting rid of sin today, no matter what that means, I'm getting rid of it. Even if it's something that, oh, well, you know, I just didn't think that it was that big of a deal. If while I'm talking right now, you're thinking about this thing that you need to stop watching, stop listening to, that you need that person that you need to stop hanging out alone with, that place that you need to stop going to, that is what you have to get rid of today. Make that decision because I want to tell you, God has a plan for your life that ultimately you would end up in eternity with him, but he wants you to have life in its fullness on this earth. And so in order for that to be, you have to get rid of sin in your life. So I believe that today, as you're listening, I believe that God's speaking to you. I believe that, that, you know, there's, there is a time coming that you're going to walk in complete freedom from this. And, And that time is now today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to rededicate today is the day. So don't put it off any longer. I love you. I'm proud of you. God loves you and he is proud of you. Uh, Don't put it off any longer. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Share this with somebody. Send this to somebody. We love you and have a great day.